Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Hackers and HackZen podcast. You're about to join Erica, Jax, and John for an inclusive cybersecurity conversation designed to educate and break the stereotypes of cybersecurity professionals while providing life hacks on how to handle burnout, networking, and goal setting. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. personally super pumped for today's episode. This is one of my absolute favorite topics and I am so happy to have our special guest Casey Driscoll here with us today. Casey is a powerhouse in the learning and development space. She's a fantastic instructor, content creator, and presenter. She's also the founder of a holistic leadership coaching, where she is a leadership and health coach. She's a certified professional coach and a certified integrative nutrition health coach. Casey, thank you for joining us today to talk about soft skills and their importance in the workforce. How are you doing today? I'm good, and thank you so much for having me on your show today. Oh, no, it is our pleasure, Casey. So I wanted to really just kick off today's conversation um, with just the question of what about learning and development really spoke to you? How did your journey lead you here? Yeah, so my story actually begins way back in college. So I went to Northeastern in Boston, which had an internship co-op program. And like many people in college, I had no idea what it is that I wanted to do. And so when I was taking on different internships, it was a little bit of like throwing a dart at a wall and hoping that something stuck. And I was fortunate enough that by pure chance in the universe, my third internship that I did while I was in undergrad was with a learning and development team. And I remember sitting so clearly at this woman's desk and she was telling me about her role. And she told me that her role is to track employees' goals for a company. And obviously now that I work in HR, I realize that that's not as glamorous as it seemed at the time to me. But in that moment, the fact that there was a dedicated role that was focused on helping employees become better and helping the teams become better based on those employees' goals seemed like the most captivating notion that I could possibly hear about. So from that moment on, I was like, yes, this is what I want to be doing. I want to be working in this space, helping employees and teams and organizations become the best that they can be. And just that notion that we each have the ability to continuously improve really is what drives and drives my love for being in leadership development and learning and development. Casey, um, that is amazing. You're your story and how you got here and Erica was sharing some of your background before we before you even hopped on and we started recording and I love this topic I'm, I'm so happy to be able to deep dive into this topic with you um, soft skills we talk about it I don't think we talk about it enough actually in the cybersecurity space uh, but it is something that I think is becoming more prevalent to talk about in this space. I have my own thoughts on why this is the case, but I really believe that soft skills are not receiving as much credit and attention as they should be. Uh, working with people in the cybersecurity industry, what have, have you seen has been the biggest areas for improvement 
regarding soft skills that you can share with us? Yeah, great question. And I know we're really focused on cyber industry and I'll speak to that in particular, especially because that's where I work right now. But I also do want to see if you have listeners in other industries, it really applies to all industries, right? Soft skills are universal skills of how we show up every single day, not only in the workplace, but with our friends and our families and within our communities. So everything that I'm about to talk about can apply to any industry. But if I was to reflect back on the common things that we see, especially within cyber and as it relates to soft skills, I think it really falls into three categories. The first one is how you present yourself, looking at attire, your body language, when someone sees you for the first time or when you're on a Zoom call, what is your overall presence? What is your energy that you're bringing to the table? The second big bucket I would say is your communication and those communication skills, they matter. Your tone and replying to emails on time, following up so that way you don't just, someone sends you an email and it doesn't go into a black hole. These really little things that seem not important when we look at them individually combined, they really matter around how we communicate. And then the third big one is around how we build relationships, genuine connections. And I think Erica, you're a really great example of this, of making connections across different teams and different parts of the organization and also just genuinely caring about other people, right? Asking someone how they are and then listening for the answer. Those three buckets I think are really, when I think about the soft skills that employees are working on or the things that are coming forward in development plans, those are the three buckets. But I will also say that it's also important to get feedback that is tailored to you. So I can sit here and say, hey, these are the three buckets I think are most important. These are the buckets that we're seeing in themes across different organizations that people want to work on. But at the end of the day, what you need to work on, what I need to work on is completely different. And so my best advice here is to ask for something that I call a three by three, asking for three areas for uh, things that you do well, three areas of development and asking people in your life of what would be on your three by three. And once you have that feedback, then it's really up to you to decide what you wanna be doing with that. What soft skills come through in those three by threes. And I think that figuring out what you do with that feedback is often the hardest part, right? We can sit here all day long and say the tone in your email or how you show up in your attire or your body language is important. But unless you have tailored feedback that's directed to you and your areas of improvement, it often kind of leads into a so what, and then we don't really do anything with it. I want to do one more follow-up before Erica takes the mic over um, for the, the, we'll just call it the trifecta for soft skills. You said, um, I wrote down your presence, how you present yourself, uh, your follow-ups, your communication styles, and then building relationships. I think that you're spot on for all three of these. My question to you would be, if we have listeners right now that they're hearing this, they're like, well, which one it do I start them all right now? Do I, that might be really overwhelming. Is there one or two that I could start? How would you tell them to kind of move into these, these three, let's the trivecta of soft skills. What would be the best approach for them to start implement, implementing these into their day-to-day -day activities? Great question. And my response back would, I think it's really up to that person, right? Look at that kind of trifecta as we're calling it and figure out which one of these in particular is 
speaking to you, right? And I bet you both of you, if you were to think about these three areas, one would probably jump out at you as an area that you could probably spend a little bit more time or focus on. So that's one way of kind of just thinking about for your own self, reflecting back on your work of which of these three areas speaks to you. Oftentimes we know what our weaknesses are. And sometimes it's hard to actually confront them and acknowledge them, but there's always a voice in the back of our heads that it's acknowledging it. The other piece is going back to that three by three, right? A really simple action step to take today is go to a manager or a trusted mentor or someone that you have a relationship with and say, what is one thing that I can be doing better? What are three areas of opportunity? Whatever number you wanna pick, but getting that feedback. And then from there, once you have that, you can decide what it is you wanna do with it. Oftentimes when I'm coaching people, the biggest question and kind of where we often fall off on making progress in skills, whether it's soft skills or leadership skills or technical skills, is thinking about what do you need to hold yourself accountable? Every single person's brain and how they go about their own development works differently. So creating a development plan for yourself, whether it's on a post-it note or in your phone, or whether you want to project manage it out and put it into an Excel spreadsheet, it doesn't matter, but putting pen to paper and really thinking about which one of these areas do you want to focus on? And then from there, kind of going back to your question of what is one thing that they can be doing is thinking about the then what. So if you've identified that you wanna focus on your communication. Start thinking about what resources or support do you need? There is something called a 70-20-10 model that says 70% of what we know in life as adults comes from our experience, 20% comes from our exposure, and 10% comes from our education. And obviously in our current system, we focus so much on education of certifications or degrees or going back to school. And that's just such a tiny little piece of the puzzle. So kind of the short answer of this is identify for yourself, what of those three areas do you wanna be focusing on? Is there one that jumps out at you? And if you're truly stuck, then ask somebody else, get feedback. And once you have that feedback, you can decide then what do you wanna be doing with it? Awesome, thank you, Casey. That, that, was, that was great. A lot of tips that I think our listeners can implement across any industry that they work in. Um, I love that you brought up feedback. Feedback to me is something that is so critical and something that I seek constantly. I will bring up uh, a question that I do have for you, Casey. I know um, in a manager to employee relationship, um, this can be a little bit more streamlined because you are having hopefully ongoing you know, development conversations. But when it comes to peer to peer, um, I know that, you know, m myself, I've been in this situation before, Jax, I'm sure you have too, where we've been in situations where maybe peer to peer, we're noticing, um, you know, a deficiency in soft skills, or maybe a situation that could have been handled a little bit smoother, a little bit more polished. Um, do you have any advice for giving feedback from peer to peer so that it doesn't seem like combative and it comes off as a productive conversation or constructive feedback? Yeah, great question. And I'll start off by saying that feedback is a gift, right? So if I were to ask you if someone had feedback for you about something you could have been doing differently, that if you made that slight tweak, you would be able to be that much more successful in your career. And I asked you both, would you want that feedback? What would you say? Please. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Exactly. And so yet when we're on the flip side of that, of being the person who has to maybe give feedback or point something out or bring awareness to something, we hold back. And yet we wouldn't want someone to hold back for us. So keeping that in the back of your head, that feedback truly is a gift. That being said, obviously there's ways to go about that can make feedback be more successful, especially when it's in that peer-to-peer space or somebody who isn't a direct report of yours or somebody who you have that reporting relationship with. So the first thing I would do is think about the dynamic of the relationship. You know that dynamic relationship best, so you'll know best if it's you should call up the person, you should send them a quick email, you should mention something a little bit more casually, a little bit more formally. And then the second big thing is there's some really tactical things that you can do to make sure when you're giving feedback, it is the most successful as possible. So the best tips here is focus on one item, right? You wanna give feedback on the fact that the employee or your peer or whoever it may be, doesn't respond to emails on time, right? They kind of let things go into a 72 hour black hole and don't respond back to clients. So that's gonna be the topic you're gonna focus on. Once you've decided that one topic, think about two or three really specific examples that you were witnessed or you were a part of, not something that was hearsay. And then when you actually communicate it, keep it short and sweet. Give them a little bit of context of why you are bringing this up, why it's important that they address this or have awareness around it. And then keep it to the one item, two or three examples, And the biggest mistake you can make here, which is often a mistake that I love to use in my personal life, is using something that I call the dump truck method, where I kind of keep all of the feedback I have bottled up inside, and then I get into the conversation, and it's like, let me give you a laundry list of the hundred things that you've been doing wrong. That's not helpful. It's not helpful in our personal lives. It's not helpful in the professional space. So really using one item that you want to focus on with two or three specific examples. Casey, what I hear from you a lot throughout this is um, focused and intention, like being intentional in what you're doing. And I love that. And that is so critical um, in anything that you're doing. And like you said, in any career field and for growth, you have got to be you have got to have a focused plan and be intentional when you're moving forward in that growth space. And I love everything you're saying. I'm over here like taking notes. I love it all. Um, I want to pivot back really quickly on the soft skills because I want the listeners to know, like, there's so many soft skills out there, as you well know, like you've got teamwork, dependability, uh, flexibility, different types of leadership. We already talked about effective communication and you hear about problem solving. So out of all of this plethora of soft skills, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a challenging question here, Casey. Would there be one soft skill that you think if you could only do one right now that you could develop and the listeners could develop, what would that one soft skill be for them and why? Well, I love this question. And I would have to say, I think the one thing would be the mindset, your openness to growth openness to growth and change and new approaches. And then that mindset that comes along with that is such a valuable asset as an employee to have, right? It benefits the employees, it benefits the team, the manager benefits, the business benefits, everyone benefits. But from a really 
development standpoint of thinking about your own personal and professional development, that openness to growth is often the first requirement to actual growth. At the end of the day, human beings want to feel like we're developing, right? We want to feel like we are better than who we were yesterday, than who we were last month, than who we were last year. That's why we love crash diets and New Year's resolutions and these quick fix pills of things that are going to make our life magically better. But having that openness to change and growth and that there is room for potential, I think really shifts us in, especially when we think about areas of improvement and feedback from things that I have to do, oh, like I have to respond to this email or I have to get dressed and act professionally versus here are the things that I get to do. Here are the things that I get to do and get to focus on to be better that's going to make me better, not only tomorrow and next month and a year from now, but across the entirety of our careers. Casey, I love that answer. I know Jax and I were like, oh, that resonates with us so much because uh, we, we definitely agree that openness to want to continuously improve is so vital to all of our improvements. Um, and that leads me to uh, next question for you, Casey. Have you encountered a situation or can you think of one where uh, perhaps you were working with someone who was lacking particular soft skills and walk us through, you know, how that situation was handled, um, how you, you know, saw improvement maybe, and um, how you were able to, to get that person from, you know, point A to point B. Any kind of success stories there, any tips and tricks would be awesome. Yeah, an interesting question. And it's often a question that I get a lot from leaders within the organization. And so as we talked about before, I do coaching for individual employees and also for leaders, both inside of Coal Fire, where I currently work, and also outside. And first and foremost, the biggest thing to remember is we can't force somebody to change. Just because I see an area that I think you could be better in, or if you focused on the specific soft skill, you'd be that much more successful. Just because I see that doesn't mean that you want to change. At the end of the day, you have to have the buy-in. You have to have the desire and the drive to actually change that behavior. So keeping that in the back of your head is important. That being said, the next thing is really around bringing awareness for that person. Oftentimes, we don't have a mirror being held up to us, so we don't know how we're reflecting into the outside world. We don't know how we're coming across or maybe how we're being perceived. And so when someone gives us that gift of feedback or someone brings something to our awareness, first and foremost, that's really helpful. And going back to the importance of actually giving your peers and other people within your circles that feedback. One of my mentors, actually my current manager, has a saying of what you permit is what you promote. And so the things that we allow to continue, the things that we don't bring awareness to or don't give feedback to is often just going to continue on. So what I would keep in mind here, if there was somebody who is lacking soft skills in a situation, that it's A, not your job to fix or change them. It's not your job to be able to say, here's exactly what it is you need to change and here's exactly how you do it. Rather, it's going back to how do you give that person awareness? How do you say, hey, this is the behavior I'm seeing and this is the impact? And then stepping back and giving space for that person. That is going to be getting some buy-in from those people. And then they can also decide 
what they want to do with that feedback and how do they want to develop in that feedback. So I think the answer here is it's hard and it's difficult, right? Because we want to be able to make little tweaks or to pull certain levers and have people show up differently or behave differently. But the biggest things is giving awareness for that person, giving them the gift of that feedback. And then second, taking a step back, giving them the space to allow them to decide what to do with that feedback. And that could go two different ways. One, they could decide that they are going to do something about it and they need specific support and resources and ongoing feedback from you. And that's terrific, right? That's a win-win. Or it could also be that at this point in time, maybe that's not something they want to be focusing on. Or maybe they have things going on in the background in their personal lives where just now isn't the best time. And being okay with either way. At the end of the day, it's their development. It's their career path and what they do with their life journey. And the biggest thing that you can do is to give that awareness and then take a step back. And remember, it's not your job to fix or change somebody else. Wow, Casey, I think you should write a book if you haven't considered doing that. Definitely. You've got so much wealth in this area and I love how you're presenting it. Um, I think maybe because it everything you're saying resonates very much with me and I know with Erica as well. Feedback is critical. I'm huge on feedback and communication. And I think one of the things too that our listeners need to understand uh, when they're receiving feedback, take it from an objective instead of a subjective point, uh, removing those emotions, not saying that the, the feedback may not hurt, because I always say, you know, the truth will hurt, but it'll set you free. Sometimes that feedback is, is going to be a little bit of a tough love. And it's like what you said, it's where you provide that feedback and you step back for long enough for them to, and sometimes lick their wounds, but realize that you are providing that feedback because you want them to succeed, because you are coming from a place of, of caring and love for that individual. And that's how I view feedback. If somebody's going to take the time out to sit with me and actually give me professional criticism that I can be better in my career field, I see that as a blessing. Um, so be objective and not subjective when you receive that feedback. Um, I want to know, though, for for the workforce that we have right now that is very remote and is kind of trying to find still some of them are trying to find their new footing about what is their their virtual presence and what does that look like and from your professional perspective and what you've seen and some of the maybe the wrongdoings that you've seen on the virtual side of what, how people have presented themselves in the workforce what is some advice and what is some feedback that you can give to our listeners that you've seen that may help them to present themselves in a better manner going forward. Yeah, and I think this is something that we're all dealing with, right? On a day-to-day -day basis, it feels a little bit like the world has been tipped upside down. Even though we are kind of 18 months into this world being tipped upside down, it doesn't mean it gets any easier. It doesn't mean that we have clarity on what the future looks like. And that can be scary. So to answer the question, I think really thinking about it from a 30,000 foot view. And I'm a big believer in this whole person approach of who you are outside of work impacts who you are inside of work. How you show up every single day to work is dependent on who you are and how you show up for your own self outside of work and inside of work. 
So what I would encourage people to think about, and this is also a reminder for my own self of something that I work on every single day is what do you need to fill yourself up? What do you need in order to bring your best self to work? Those lists can differ for everybody. I currently have a list of kind of my non-negotiables as I call them, of here are the three really simple things that I do every single day that keeps me showing up as my best self. And those can to be dependent on who you are, right? For me, part of that involves eating vegetables because vegetables make me feel good. For some people, it could be going for a bike ride or playing with their kids or connecting with their family or maybe meditating or whatever it may be. But what I personally do here is I have these three non-negotiables I have. These are kind of the guardrails that I have for my day because when I have those non-negotiables, that's when I'm my best self. And when I'm my best self outside of work, that means I'm my best self inside of work. And when I come into work with that headspace, that means I not only have the mental capacity to focus on my work and to be present and a lot more sharp in what it is that I'm doing in my work, but I also then have the energy and the mental capacity to be able to grow. I'm able to be a little bit more flexible because I feel like I have some grounding around me because I did my three non-negotiables. And then from there, that kind of leads back into that growth mindset that we were talking about before. So when we're able to create the space that we need, right? One of my favorite questions to ask myself and to ask the people that I coach is, what do you need from yourself? Oftentimes we think about what we need from a manager or a mentor or a parent or these other people in our lives and we're so dependent on looking outward that we often forget that we have the power to give ourselves what we need. So I'd encourage listeners to think about what is it that you need from yourself in order to bring your best self to work? Because when you can show up in that headspace where it feels like you are your best version of yourself, that's really where the magic starts. Casey, that that is amazing. It's crazy. Uh, Jackson and I were actually talking about this in depth last night and about filling our own cup and, you know, how that impacts the other verticals of our lives, right? Like everything tends to be intertwined. And unless we're taking care of ourselves first, you know, whatever that may be for you, um, it's so important because that crosses over into the way that you have relationships, you know, with, you know, your loved ones, with your friends, with uh, your coworkers, and then how you also show up for work. And, and I love that, that connection that you brought. Um, so Full cycle, this has been amazing, you know, from a soft skill approach to receiving feedback to, you know, having that self-awareness and openness for um, the feedback and the growth, right? Welcoming that growth into your life um, and being aware that we all always have room for improvement and opening yourself up for that will just open, open the communication and allow yourself to just really take that feedback to heart. And like, and like Jax mentioned, um, you know, being objective about it and taking it as, Hey, this person is only telling us this because they're invested in me. They want me to succeed. They want to see me do well. They want to see me happy. And if you can adjust your mindset and be open to that, I think that the rest will really fall into place. Um, so Casey, this has been an amazing episode. I feel like Jackson, I could go like another hour. Um, but for the, for the purposes of time here, Casey, if any of our listeners are looking to connect with you, learn more about you and what you do, what would be the best way for them to reach you? Yeah. So 
first and foremost, I think also really great job kind of summarizing exactly what we were just talking about. It really is so important to be intentional and keep that in the back of our heads of how we show up every single day because it matters not only from a soft skills perspective, but also in the bigger picture of our professional and personal development. So thank you for having this conversation and initiating this conversation. It's personally one of my favorite topics to talk about. And if anyone is interested in continuing the conversation or simply just connecting, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm under Cassandra Driscoll. And then my website for my coaching is holisticleadershipcoach.co. So feel free to reach out. I love to connect with different people, find out what people are working on with their own professional and personal goals and making new connections. Thank you so much to both of you for having me on. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Casey. You're the best. We can't wait to have you back on the show. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Hackers and Hacks End podcast with Erica, Jax, and John. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSBmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.